Hey, welcome to the Pretty AF Podcast. I'm Asli Maslow, a brand coach, speaker, author, marketer, and the founder of Pretty AF and the Babble Boutique. I help entrepreneurs going from living paycheck to paycheck in a job they hate to thriving in a career and life they love. This is your place to learn from me and other entrepreneurs that are Pretty AF inside and out. We get into how to create income doing what you love while finding balance between your wellness, beauty, travel, and philanthropy. If you're ready to get inspired and have actionable steps to build the life you love, then you're in the right place. Let's dive in. High-end clients and contracts, a little bit different. They're pretty similar, but a little bit different. Mm -hmm. But the biggest thing I want you to take away when you're looking to shift into attracting high-end clients in general is positioning and messaging. The other thing I want you to take away is shifting from influencer coach to leader authority. Welcome back to the Pretty AF Podcast. I'm your host, Asley Maslow, and that clip was from today's guest, Gabrielle Leonard. Gabrielle is absolutely crushing it. She's a national best-selling author. She helps other coaches and her clients make 10k and up months she herself has made 100k months so she is just a wealth of knowledge she gives us today all the tips on how to attract and sign those high ticket clients so i will not take up any more of your time let's get into this episode i'm an expansion coach or a corporate income strategy coach i help my clients to expand into attracting high-level opportunities, corporate contracts, speaking engagements, et cetera. And I've been able to help my clients do things such as make six figures in six in less than six months and 40K days, et cetera. And I really, really, really love what I do because it's all about expansion. Love it. So I know one of the things that you help your clients with is how to best react to obstacles and prepare for them, whether it's in business or in life. So can you share some of your tips on how to prepare for those obstacles? So here's the thing. We all are going to have obstacles and having a plan for it is actually so crucial. And it's not like you're coming from the place of anticipating that something bad is going to happen. But one of the best ways to handle things that happen is this thing that I've been saying to myself and telling my clients is a tool that we use is a statement that says, we don't panic, we decide. Mm. So when things come up, we don't panic, we make decisions. What's the next decision that I need to make right now? The other thing is when we're planning out our goals for the next quarter, the next year, or the next month, we look for, we, we, plan for things that could happen mm-hmm. and what are some plans that we can put in place so that when it does happen um, we kind of know how to handle it if it does come up right mm-hmm. so an example of that would be one of my clients we had a VIP day and we have been working on expanding her income and she had just experienced her first 40k day in her business and something came up where she thought oh my god I'm making all this money. What if my family starts coming and asking for loans, right? Like, what do I do? Which is a, believe it or not, a common fear that a lot of people have when it comes to making money, Mm -hmm. which is a money block and prevents them from making money in this way. It's just a weird cycle of, I'm not going to make money because if I make money, people are going to ask for money, right? Yeah. You can with a plan. Well, if they do ask for money, what what do you want to do about it? What's the plan? 
Mm. And so the plan that she came up with, we did our VIP day, was, well, I'm going to offer scholarships for my program if they need that, or I'm going to put aside money every single month in a, in a fund that if I want to give to charity, to family, loans, whatever, I have money aside that's specifically dedicated to that. And when it's up, it's up. So having a plan in place for things that is in the back of our mind that are could be fears or could be limiting beliefs or could be something that could prevent us from really going after what we desire is what I would highly recommend, right? Mm-hmm. Having something in place um, so that you, when it comes or if it does come, you're prepared. Do you have any tips on figuring out what those obstacles might be that could come up for you? So figuring out what the obstacles might be. I think for me, being aware of your limitations, quote unquote limitations, being aware of the things that could come up that could stumble you is the best way to start. Once you're aware of things that could could stumble you or could make you kind of go in a hole you kind of you know when to when when it comes up you know how to identify it Mm -hmm. anticipate it and know how to pivot but you have to be aware you have to always be in this constant state of awareness which is why we do visualization and and shadow work with my clients because Mm -hmm. this is a, a necessary part of growing as we expand and what i do is all about expansion as we expand, there are going to be things that comes up and there are going to be breakdowns. Mm. So knowing that and knowing how you, what things come up that can trigger you is important. So when something happened recently with her uh, this week, she messaged me and she was like, can you believe that I nothing the situation, meaning I felt no feelings. I didn't panic. I didn't cry. It was like, huh? Yeah. Okay, cool. Before that, you mention this person and they, they would have um, a whole meltdown, right? Mm. So this is what happens when you are aware. Awareness is extremely important. Yeah, that definitely makes sense because I feel like being an entrepreneur, like there's always things that come up and you kind of have to know that that's just the game that you're in. Like. Yeah. <laughs> it is. And I think a lot of people think that they're aware, but they're really not aware because a lot of things, a lot of things will come up and shake them. Mm. and then they're like, I don't know why I'm going through what I'm going through, but if you are really aware, you would know why, and then you would not panic. You would just make decisions. Yeah. Yeah. So if someone realizes that they're not aware, what do you recommend they do? So I recommend that they spend a lot of time um, in meditation. Not just meditation, because I feel like people think that, like there's different kinds of meditation, right? Mm -hmm. When I say meditation, I'm talking about, Spending time asking yourself questions, for example. How have you been showing up in an inauthentic way? There's a lot of different questions that you can ask. You can do some research on shadow work. There's a lot of questions you can ask yourself and just dig deeper, right? What are some ways that I have not been showing myself love? Why? Mm -hmm. What are some ways that I've been a people pleaser? Why do I do that? And then, well, then why? And keep asking and getting deeper and deeper and deeper. Mm-hmm. right and just sit down this is another thing that people like to call it's called mirror work where you sit down in front of the mirror and you just like look at yourself in the mirror and just really just ask questions and get deeper and deeper and deeper watching yourself we we spend we spend time looking at ourselves when we're doing our makeup i love makeup i'm a glam girl <laughs> all day long right mm-hmm. we spend time watching ourselves in 
when we're doing our makeup, we look at ourselves in our review mirrors. We look at ourselves in our, you know, the mirror in our, the visor mirror. And when we're in the bathroom and we're brushing our teeth, we look at the, ourselves in the mirror. But have we ever looked at ourselves in the mirror, like, when we're crying and just, like, in our darkest, ugliest state? <laughs> Not, like, physically ugly. I mean, like, the state that we will never show people, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. It's so vulnerable. When you really sit down and, like, ask yourself questions, like, why am I so angry like why does this thing make me jealous mm. and you keep digging deeper and you start to cry and you start to see your mascara running and you're in the mirror and it just you look your face starts to warp in the mirror you start to see like the real dark part of you that we hide in a closet yeah right so that's really really important to be to awareness if you want to have awareness you got to do some scary deep work and uncover the real you that we like to hide away because society says it's ugly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think an important part to mention because I've done a lot of that kind of work and it's not easy. And when you're in the process of it, like a lot of times I felt like, well, is this even worth it? Like yeah. to be here, but coming out of it, I'm so much more confident and different than before and like now I'm like well obviously it was worth it but when you're actually in it it's like "Mm." oh yeah it's (laughs) it's crazy it's you start to feel ridiculous you start to feel like (laughs) am I going insane here what's going on Mm -hmm. um but it's so worth it because you kind of get to on the other side you get to see the whole version of you the healed version of you and what it's like to, to operate through life and interface with life and the world without all the heavy burdens that we carry around. Mm-hmm. It's it's really good when you stick with it, yeah. Yeah. So your book that recently came out is called Becoming a Close Her, <laughs> The Art of Reinvention That Attracts High-End and Corporate Clients. So... A lot of what you're mentioning sounds a lot like reinventing yourself. So can you talk a little bit about why you included that in your title and why you think it's important to reinvent yourself? Sure. When I was 18 years old, I ended up getting kicked out of my house, kicked out of my house and ended up being homeless and dropped out of my senior year of high school. As a matter of fact, it was so tragic because it wasn't just my senior year. It was the last half of my senior year of high school. Like, I had one more semester to go when I was now a dropout. And coming from someone who was once vice president of the student council on the volleyball team, taking private tennis lessons on the choir team, getting awards for essay contests, like, coming from that perspective to Mm -hmm. someone who's now a dropout and, you know, just kicked out homeless, it's triggered me and it also traumatized me so i had goals of becoming a doctor which is ironic because now i'm actually an herbalist but Mm -hmm. i had goals of becoming a doctor and when that happened i immediately thought that it was impossible to become a doctor like the goals the the things that i had envisioned for my life was impossible Mm -hmm. like there's no way there's no way i'm going to be successful now and it was reinforced by teachers saying that. It was reinforced by people on the, on the street saying that. It was reinforced by, you know, just all the negative things I experienced. And so as I was 
growing and healing from that and basically pulling my way out of that darkness, I had to reinvent myself to become the person who I am today, which is someone who is experiencing 100K months. Mm -hmm. That took a lot of reinvention. And when I say reinvention, when I was on the streets, right, because it was the streets, okay? (laughs) Um, When I was on the streets, I adapted the life of people on the streets, the the survival mentality. Mm. Right, I was always in survival mode. I was always in fight or flight. I was always defensive, always ready to, to argue, always ready to, to, to fight back, right? Yeah. And when I asked myself what I really wanted and who I wanted to become, I realized that the things that I was doing to survive could not come with me in this new life. It, it just couldn't come. Mm-hmm. So... I had to get a clear picture of who I wanted to be. And at some points, I didn't really understand the depth of what that meant. I just had a picture in my mind of what I wanted. I wanted to be in an office. I wanted to be wearing suits. If you watch Scandal, I wanted to be Olivia Pope. (laughs) I really (laughs) wanted to be Olivia Pope. Yeah, I love Olivia Pope. And that's exactly what I I saw for myself. Back then, I didn't know Olivia Pope. It didn't come out yet. But I knew that, like, that picture of what Olivia Pope looks like, that's kind of what I had in my mind Mm. of what I desired. And, you know, when I had that picture in my mind, I realized I had to let a lot of of things go. A lot of the things I was holding on to, the traumas, the hurts, the survival mentality, the defensiveness, the anger, aggression, I had to let it go. Mm. I had to let it go. And I had to reinvent myself into the person that gets to live the lifestyle like Olivia Pope, right? Mm -hmm. So that is exactly what I did. I reinvented myself. And as I did, people were fascinated. They were like, I remember when you were on the streets. I remember when you were fighting. I remember when you were so hostile. (laughs) Now you're this happy person full of joy, loving what you do, happily married with two children, just living your best life. What happened here? Mm-hmm. What what happened? How did we go from homeless to 100k months? Like how what what happened there? Yeah. It was a reinvention. Yeah. I had to reinvent myself. Yeah. And that's why when I talk about becoming a close her, it's a female person who closes or a, a person who identifies as female who closes contracts. I really wanted to not just talk about the strategy of closing high-end contracts and Mm -hmm. high-end clients i wanted to get deeper and share the story of how i got to the point where i was able to do that and that the when i look back and i had to put a word on my journey the journey was called reinvention yeah yeah so i know that you just mentioned that you in your book share tips on how to attract and close those high-end clients can you share a couple of different ways that you do that? High-end clients and contracts, a little bit different. They're pretty similar, but a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing I want you to take away when you're looking to shift into attracting high-end clients in general is positioning and messaging. Mm-hmm. The other thing I want you to take away is shifting from influencer coach to leader authority. So let me explain what I mean by that. Positioning. If your offer, right, if you're showing up right now in a way that and your messaging is a, is saying 
things like, let me help you to get your first client, right? Let's say, for example, you are a branding coach, right? Let's just say that. I'm going to give an example here. Let's say you're a branding coach. You mm-hmm. help people to brand themselves, right? And you're saying, let me help you brand yourself so you can get your first clients. Mm-hmm. That's one messaging. The other messaging could be, let me help you brand yourself so you attract higher end clients. Same offer, mm-hmm. two different ways of positioning, you're going to attract two different kinds of people. Yeah. One who's just starting out and probably don't have a big budget to afford, that, you know, so that they can pay you. Mm-hmm. And the other already has clients and they're ready to start attracting higher end clients. Mm. You see how a little bit of a shift in messaging yeah. attracts two different kinds of people, mm-hmm. right? When you have the right messaging, you can position yourself as someone who helps people solve a high-end problem Mm -hmm. if you are currently in a place right now where you're not solving a high-end problem and and you want to attract high-end clients you gotta solve a high-end problem yeah right Mm -hmm. and here's the thing about solving high-end problems it's not like you have to get up get out of the industry that you're in right now you just need to position what you solve differently Mm -hmm. so i just showed you an example from a business from a branding coach same offer She's going to help them with branding, mm-hmm. but one is positioned to a high-end client and one is not. Yeah. So that's what I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is influencer quotes. So a lot of people show up on sales calls as a friend and a bestie. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest mistakes I see people make. People are not looking for a friend on a sales call. They're looking <laughs> for an expert. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And what's going to happen is... You're going to come up with bestie energy and they're going to show up with bestie energy and say, oh, yeah, like, yeah, right now I have, I just bought my tickets to Disney World, girl. And I, you know, they're going to, they're going to have, they're going to show up with bestie energy. Mm -hmm. If you show up as an authority and a leader, first of all, they're coming to your call knowing that they need to pay you and they need to invest in your program and need your service and your job on a sales call. And let me tell you, my clients will tell you, I'm very much silly, laid back, cracking jokes. I'm... I have dad jokes up the wazoo. Like, I'm very weird. <laughs> they know that about me, and we have fun. We have a lot of fun together. But on my sales call, mm-hmm. I get straight to the point. And I approach it as a doctor would when you go to the doctor's office. The doctor is not there to be your friend. The doctor is there to be an expert. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And let you know what's wrong. You're not there to be like, hey, doc, how? I mean, you might have that experience after you've already invested in their services, <laughs> which is what happens. Right. But initially, when you have a problem and you're in pain, you don't want anyone in there like, hey, girl, what's going on? You're like, okay, yeah, what's the problem with my body? What's happening? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That's the thing. It's showing up as a leader and an authority. That's what attracts high-end clients to you. Mm-hmm. Right? And, of course, there's some things and strategies in there as well. But that's what I would recommend to start with because that's the biggest shift that mm-hmm. my clients have to make. A lot of them, like I had a client who she's amazing at social media. She has like a really big following on social media, Mm -hmm. but she was not showing up in a way that was attracting high-end clients. And we made a couple of shifts and within four days, she closed a 24K client. Another one, same thing, retired in HR for years, offering services at $1,900. You made a shift and she got a 12K client paid in full. Another client, same thing, 6,500 and 12K client paid in full. 
it's a matter of shifting your how you how you position yourself online. How do you change from showing up as a bestie versus a leader? Like what are what is like one or two small things you could do to make that switch? So one of the things that I recommend my clients do, and this is not like you're going at this from a place of trying to be controversial. That's not what we're doing. <laughs> but what we want to do is have a stance that you firmly believe in. Mine is being booked and not busy. Mm-hmm. And it literally is against the common term of booked and busy. Yay, I'm booked and busy. I have no interest in being busy mm-hmm. at all. I have two children and a husband, and I love to Netflix, right? <laughs> I want to spend time watching Harry Potter, okay? This is what I want to do. I literally want to relax. I want to enjoy the money that I've been working hard for. Mm-hmm. And actually, not really working hard for, but working smart for. And so, for me, my stance is that you can be booked and have 100K months without being overworked, busy, overwhelmed, and tired. Yeah. I work from one to five, by the way. And I still have been able to have a 100K month. Also, in the month of November, oh, in the middle of a pandemic, like, this is how you show up, right? Mm. But, yeah, like, have a a stance. And it's caused a lot of discussion and debate. Mm -hmm. Because I think when I first started saying that, people thought I was coming against, like, them personally. I really wasn't. I was saying, I used to work 16-hour days, and ha- my husband would say, babe, are you coming to bed? I haven't, you haven't been to bed in two days. Yeah. You haven't slept in two days. And when that happened, I realized something had to give, and I did not want to be that kind of entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So I reject the hustle mentality. I don't say hustle. I don't use hustle in my marketing, because I don't believe in hustling. I believe in rest. I believe in listening to your body. I believe in taking breaks and lots of it. I believe in working in a way that's productive and that does not mean working eight hour days necessarily Mm -hmm. right so what is your stance what's the stance that you believe in that may probably ruffle a little bit of feathers but you firmly believe in this thing and Mm -hmm. you're standing by it what's that thing for you Mm -hmm. and when you come from that perspective you're not backing down you show up as an authority the other thing is know your stuff and don't when you're speaking, speak with conviction, not asking questions. A lot of times we speak and we're like, our, our sentences sounds like questions. Yeah. Like we're asking for approval. Mm-hmm. We're not. We know what we're talking about. Own your power. Step into your power. Own it. Stop asking for permission. Don't show up as if you need approval from anyone else. Make decisions. Own your decisions. And show up powerfully. I used to be so... Um, needing i need to need approval of others of, of, from others so much mm-hmm. and i've become this person that i do what i want to do and i own my decisions and i live my life mm-hmm. right and deal with whatever comes with after as long as i'm following the law as long as i'm i'm staying in integrity and as long as i am operating in a way that feels good to me that's what i do but yeah yeah that's what i would recommend so one of the things that you mentioned is helping entrepreneurs live a booked, not busy lifestyle. What are three tips that you can share on how we can live that? Because I'm, I'm with you on that. Whenever someone 
post something about hustling or like you need to hustle harder, I unfollow them because I'm like, you are not my person. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I live that hustle lifestyle where I was starting my business and I was literally hustling. And the problem is a lot of people who hustle are not making the money that matches with, up with the hustle. Right. And here I am working less hours than I've ever worked in my life before a day and I'm making 100 k a month. Like that is the difference. And because here's the mentality that I want you to, the first tip is, understand that the action the hustle is not what's going to create the money for you mm-hmm. that's not what creates the money for you what creates the money for you is a decision it's the thought of this is what we're doing i'm making 100k this month period that's what makes the money mm-hmm. it's like and i <laughs> my coach made this an analogy and i will never forget it and i use it all the time because it worked. it's exactly it this is exactly what i've been saying exactly it so imagine yourself at a restaurant and you are ordering your meal let's say you ordered some salmon and greens and mashed potatoes Mm -hmm. i don't know let's say you ordered that (laughs) when you make your decision based on what's available what's the menu what's available to you it's already in the back the chef already Mm -hmm. has everything in the back prepared for you all you gotta do is make a decision right Mm mm-hmm you make your decision, the chef, the waiter is going to take your order to the back and the chef is going to prepare it and send it out to you. In this analogy, the waiter is the action. Mm-hmm. It's the thing that you got to do so that you can experience what you ordered, the decision that you made. Mm-hmm. The chef is the universe, God. It's already back there for you. You place your order. It's already there prepared for you and it's on its way to you once you take the right actions, Right. Now, if you are at the restaurant, you place the order, and then five minutes later, you're like, oh, wait, hold up, waiter. Actually, I want to change that order. I'm going to order spaghetti and meatballs instead. Mm-hmm. It's going to take longer to get your food to you because now you just change things in the back back there, and now all hell is breaking loose in the back. Like, what are we doing? Like, are we delivering the salmon or are we delivering the meatballs? What are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Now they got to figure out something that was on its way to you has now come back and now the thing that you want takes longer yeah so shifting the thought process that i gotta hustle to make money to once i make a decision of what i decide decide and i take aligned action the money is coming to me there's no questions Mm -hmm. it is what it is you just operate in certainty yeah right so that's the first one uh the second one is to have a strategic plan so I just did a 2021 expansion planning session with all of my clients, and it was so good because we planned out what expansion looks like. Mm-hmm. Like, have you made a plan for what expansion looks like for you? One of the things that I love about expanding is last year, exactly one year ago, I put down that in 2020, I want to be gifting my clients Chanel. Chanel is a gift. This year, in my last four VIP days that I've done mm-hmm. all of my clients my high level clients have gotten Chanel as a gift like I planned for that expansion yeah Chanel is not cheap as we know <laughs> right <laughs> no. so I planned for that expansion right it's something that you have to plan for so also you have to plan for the breakdowns mm-hmm. because as you expand and have you, you level up, you're going to have breakdowns. Mm-hmm. What is a breakdown, you may ask? I, have a, I, did a, I did a whole entire training on this on my page, so you can follow me on Facebook and find that training about quantum leaping. You make a decision, you start doing the work, 
and then all hell starts to break loose upper limit stuff starts to happen that's a breakdown mm. like i got in accidents I, like all kinds of crap was happening in my life right are you planning for time to rest and planning for time to plan for what you want to have happen if a breakdown does happen for you yeah. so for me i took days off i went to miami i went and just booked a penthouse because i could right mm-hmm. Those are some things that are expansive and allows you to expand. Other thing is having a team. Like, honestly, a part of being booked not busy is understanding that you don't have to do everything. Yeah. You do not have to do everything. So my team consists of my business manager, and I have my, I have a whole training that I give to my clients on this, too, because it's important to understand how to do this right. I'm a business manager. I have an executive assistant who travels with me to my VIP days with my clients. I have a graphic designer who handles like graphic type stuff, my book that I, my launch, my planners that I have, etc. Um, I have a housekeeper because I'm a mom with two kids and anybody got time <laughs> you know, after kids every two seconds. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. honestly, this is, and I've been doing this before I was making like a lot of money in my business. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, I'm working. I want to bring someone else in because why am I feeling like in our household we my husband and i had this discussion of um gender norms and rules in the household mm-hmm. of oh the woman has to wash dishes and the woman has to cook and do the laundry and the husband's going to do the outside work and work my husband and i were like we don't subscribe to that like my husband does dishes and laundry like i mm-hmm. we all wherever whatever there's a need we pick up and do the work right mm-hmm. but there are, sometimes it's nice to have someone handle that for you the things that you don't like doing yeah handle that for you Right. And the thing that solidified this for me was I had a back injury where I was on bed rest for a month and I needed help. And so I had to bring a housekeeper in. Mm -hmm. And so that is exactly what I did. And from then I was like, oh, this is a, this is a, I'm keeping this, this is going to be an ongoing thing. I love this feeling. Right. Yeah. So have that person who's going to help you, whatever the support, support looks like for you. Sorry to interrupt, but if you've ever wanted to work with me, but you might feel like you're not quite ready for one-on-one coaching, then I wanted to let you know that I do have three courses on my website. So if you head to asleymaslow.com and click courses, you will see my branding masterclass where you can learn how to create a brand kit. You'll see the Digital Academy of Social Media, where you'll learn how to be a social media manager like I used to do, and you'll see Three Day Slay, which will walk you through how to slay your social media in just three days. So be sure to check it out if you've been wanting to up your digital media game and your online brand presence. I'll let you get back to the episode. So with everything that you've done, I've checked out your website and everything, and I can tell that you definitely position yourself in a way that does attract higher-end clients, so I encourage anyone that is listening to check out your stuff if they're like, what does that look like? Because you do it really well. Thank Um, you. Yeah, and so I wanted to kind of ask kind of behind the scenes, I know that you're a best-selling author. You also are a paid speaker. 
So are there any tips that you can share to that helped you make those things possible for yourself? Yeah. The first thing is that you mentioned, and I thank you for saying that because it reminded me to say this, leave with results. Mm-hmm. How many of you have results that you help people to get, whether it was working with them for free or not, but you don't share them because of whatever reason? Yeah. Like, I know you've helped people to have amazing change in your life, in their lives, but you don't share it. Oh, I share every single result. <laughs> and it happens every single day or every single week on my page. Like, every day I'm like, this client just closed a 40K contract. Guys, this client just got a 12K client paid in full. Guys, this client just went and book. She's buying her first condo, like, all day, every day. Because what we focus on, we get more of. Mm. And so as I focus on results, what starts to happen is opportunities start to come to you. And I'm going to give you an example of one of my clients. She was working with me, and she was like, yeah, because I help them with corporate contracting and high-end private clients, right? So she's like, I'm getting so much high-end private clients right now. I actually want to hold off on working on corporate contracts right now. I just, I'm loving that I'm making so much money without having to work so hard, and I'm, I'm in alignment with what I'm doing. People are getting results. Like, it feels great. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, great, but I want you to be open to what comes up for you. Be open to how money shows up for you. So university reached out to her, and (laughs) because of how she's been showing up and sharing results, Mm -hmm. right, university showed up to her and was like, hey, um, we don't know how much you charge to speak for an hour, but um, we would love you to have you speak. That's a 10K opportunity without her even having to ask. They came to her and asked her, where previously she was doing those kinds of of gigs for free. Mm -hmm. For free, but a paid opportunity. They were like, I know you have a budget. They can look at your page and see that you are high quality, high level. So, like, we know you have a rate. So, just let us know what it is. We're open to paying you. Mm-hmm. They come differently. Opportunities yeah. come to you differently when you show up differently. When you show up as an authority and a leader versus an influencer coach. Again, there's nothing wrong with being an influencer coach. Sometimes that's where you want to be and you can maximize that. But if you want to show up in a place where you're attracting high end opportunities, the perspective of how you show up is I'm a leader. Mm. I'm an authority in what I do, right? So that's how I was able to have the opportunity to not only become a number one international best-selling author, but have my book featured on CBN, NBC, all those different places, Fox, as well as have high-end clients, speaking engagements, paid speaking engagements, corporate contracts, all those things happen as a result of how I started to position myself show up and always leading with results again the what you focus on you get more of mm-hmm. so if you got results catching dust girl go ahead and dust it off and start <laughs> sharing it every single day yeah every single day right because you want more of it mm-hmm. you want more results you want more clients to get more results then you got to start sharing results your current clients are getting or the kind of people that you are working with are getting so that you can get more of it makes sense yeah. So one of the reasons I wanted you on the show is because of how you give back. So can you share what ways you give back and why that matters to you? Yeah. So I love giving back to charity and I always kind of choose a organization that I believe in to focus on. Like one of the ones that I love um, focusing on is one called the Family Resource Center here in the U.S. Virgin Islands. And they work with... um, abuse survivors female abuse survivors and their children and so i love giving back 
to organizations like that. Also, my church. And here's the thing. You give back in tithes and offering, but you give back in different ways. Your time. Also, I love to do free classes on how to make money because mm-hmm. I feel like this is going to be a little controversial, but I feel <laughs> like in all, all the times in churches, I'm someone who believes in Jesus. I love God and I have a relationship with God, but I don't necessarily subscribe to the things that Christianity represents. Okay. <laughs> Long disclaimer, <laughs> but you know what I mean. So, but I go to church and I love helping people who are in the church to make money because I feel like we talk about spiritual stuff and is especially in the black churches it's like all spiritual everything is all like god's gonna help us god's gonna help us pray 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 sometimes you need a strategy (laughs) you need to take action okay Mm -hmm. like yeah praying is great but what are you doing because the bible literally says faith without work is dead so if you want your answered prayer you gotta do something and a lot of times people want they're praying for more money but they don't know what the thing is to do yeah so i love to give my time by doing it uh workshops per diem um doing per diem sessions i also did mentor people like i mentored uh someone uh in college with a brand new baby on her own and she was able to have 11k months in a short period of time while in college <laughs> so <laughs> That's the kind of things that I love to do, giving back in the form of mentorship, giving back in the form of free classes and workshops, giving back in the form of donations, free classes, etc. That's the kind of things that I love to do. Awesome. Love it. So I want to get into your best tips to be pretty AF. What is your number one travel tip? Travel tip. What is my number one travel tip? So I don't know. I feel like this is going to like expose me as a shopaholic. <laughs> but uh, for me, because I live in the U.S. Virgin Islands, I like to shop when I go away. I love to shop when I go away. So I usually pack my carry-on suitcase inside of my main suitcase so that mm-hmm. I can have extra stuff. With I can always go and get extra stuff. But the other thing is skincare, you guys. Like literally, when I travel, my skin get so dry i don't know if it's the hotel ac or if it's i don't if it's the airplane air i don't know what it is mm-hmm. but i have to pack my full skincare routine when i'm traveling because this is like literally a must have i cannot travel without my skincare this includes i'm gonna break it down for y'all i might not remember all the products but this includes of course a moisturizing face wash um V, I think it's called it's a product name there's like they have like really good like acne cleansers that's like moisturizing I'll use that mm. then I'll use like um treatment products like a vitamin c serum I'll use um, I, I'm using one from um Ole Hendrickson right now I'll use like another serum like it's called the honeymoon serum by pharmacy I'll use a retinol serum. I'm using a couple different ones. There's one I'm using right now. It's, I think I'm pronouncing it wrong. Cervi or Cervi. I go oh, to one before that, by the way. And the one that I use is called the Glow Tonic by Pixie. So mm-hmm. I go in with my face wash. Then I go in with the Glow Tonic by Pixie. Then I go in with my treatment serums. As you can see, I'm extra. <laughs> then I go in with my moisturizer. And my favorite moisturizer right now is the water cream by Tatcha. So that's literally what I do every single morning and night <laughs> because when I travel, my skin just does weird things. And so I like to keep my skin nice and glowy. And I also wear makeup pretty much daily. Mm-hmm. So having good skincare when I'm traveling is literally key so that my I don't come back home and my skin is like, who did it and why? Like, why, what's going on here, right? Yeah. So that's another tip that I, I usually follow. And last one, I don't know, these are so random, but anyway, I'm going to say it. 
that I had to learn the hard way. It's when you're traveling, never use your debit card ever <laughs> from your bank. Yeah. Use a credit card only hotel on files, paying for food, etc. Unless you're like doing something like Uber, like Uber and stuff like that. But like never use a debit card, guys. Like that's literally the golden rule of traveling. And because I travel so often for work and to meet my clients, mm-hmm. I've had to learn that the hard way. So why do you suggest uh, not using a debit card? Because a lot of times like in restaurants, they can actually swipe your credit card number and use it for fraud or they have like devices like I'm talking waiters, everyone. It doesn't matter. They can literally take your credit card number and use it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the restaurants are not protected, so they are open and susceptible to theft, like cyber theft. I can't remember what it is, but like they're not protected where your credit card information is safe. So yeah, that's a huge one. We use the profit first method for banking, but I also have a Visa card that I travel with. That's just for business trips and stuff like that. And you get to write everything off because it's specifically for traveling. Yeah. Smart. <laughs> yeah, perk. <laughs> what is your number one tip for wellness? Wellness. Taking time off when you need to take time off. And I'm not just saying like take a day off and go to sleep while we need that. <laughs> I'm talking take time off in a way that, that is expensive. So what I mean by that is book you an Airbnb in a place that you would like to live one day, like in an area that you would like to live one day or the kind of like maybe a penthouse or something and stay there for a day or two mm. and just relax. Just allow yourself to experience what it's like to live the life that you want because your mind needs cues to remember this. Oh, this is what we're working towards. This is what we're trying to get. And if you've been there before, it's like, yeah, it's easy to make this happen because I've been there before. Yeah. Right. So create expansive breaks for yourself i like i said i went to miami when i was on the brink of another breakthrough and expanding because i right up until october i had consistently been making about 30 to 50k a month in my business and so in october i was having this moment where it was time to expand a lot of times what happens is that this feeling comes and we think it's burnout but it's not what it is, is that you are now, it's time for another expansion mm. and you haven't, you haven't created the parameters of what your next expansion looks like. And so you need time to go figure out what it is. And so I like to put in time once a quarter to go away somewhere by myself and just figure out what does my next level look like? Cause expansion happens rapidly. So mm. I was doing 40 K 50 K months consistently. Okay. I want to make hundred K months. And so I made, I went away, figure out what that looks like. And then next month and the next month, I started doing that, right? So that's kind of what I recommend. Have expansive breaks Mm -hmm. so that you can, you're doing two things. You are allowing yourself time for wellness and to relax and to rest, but you're also signaling to your brain, I want more of this. Mm -hmm. I like it here. Yeah. Let's do this more often. Mm -hmm. And you give yourself time to think, decompress from work. And then you can plan out what the next steps look like for you. What is your number one beauty tip? I have I have so many. Showing up online in a way that makes you feel powerful. Mm. So for me, I have to do my makeup. I have full makeup <laughs> on. And this is how I look every single day. I love to spend time doing my makeup. And for you, you might not want to do a full face. You might want to do a no makeup makeup look. And so mm. if you want to do like a quick five minute, ten minute face, here's what you do. So you're going to do your brows, 
you're going to do it really simply. Don't do too much. Keep it really simple. Little brush or powder or pencil in there to just fill out the sparse areas. You're going to go ahead. Make sure you do your skincare before this because your skin got to be glowing, okay? Make sure <laughs> follow the same steps that we did earlier when it came to skincare. So you're going to do your brows, and you're going to go ahead and put, a, like, one pump of foundation on your face. It's going to take care of your entire face. Trust me, I have a big face. It, one pump works, okay? <laughs> so you're going to go ahead, and you're gonna just going to put one pump, and you're going to dye it all over your face. You're going to take your brush, and you're going to blend it in in the areas that need the most work. Mm. You're going to take one tap of concealer under your eyes and just blend that with your finger or a sponge. And you're going to take some setting powder and just set it all in, put some mascara on and a powerful like red lip or something. And that's your look. Like you feel like you're awake, you feel alive and you Mm. feel like great, right? That's like what I would do if you are someone who does video often or you have sales calls or you are at work and you have to do video um, sessions and you're like not wanting to look crazy or not wanting to look like you like you're tired or whatever it is right Mm -hmm. this is like a five minute piece that i like to do because for me showing up powerfully is important an important tool for attracting what you want to attract right yeah so when we think of her in the close her of my book her is the person that you see in your 10-year goal how does she look it may not be makeup for you so if it's not scratch what i just said it may be (laughs) a big hoop earring it might be your hair in a ponytail. I don't know what it is for you. But think of who she is. For me, it was Olivia Pope. So I like how Olivia Pope looks in her white hat and her white suit or whatever. So that's kind of what I show up as every single day, right? Mm-hmm. So think of what her or him or they is to you, and then you can show up in that way. So thank you so much for taking the time to answer all my questions and be on the show. How can people find you and work with you and chat with you? So I'm offering some complimentary strategy calls. They are call expansion planning sessions. I don't typically have a lot of them, but every month I have I open up a certain amount of slots for these complimentary planning sessions. Mm-hmm. So if you are in a place where you're like, I want to expand, to my into my next level i want to shift into my next level attracting high-end clients attracting contracts etc then go ahead and book that call with me at bit.ly slash coaching with gabrielle and this capital c and capital g for coaching and gabrielle you will it'll take you to an application to apply for the call it's a free call yes but i don't want to waste your time and i don't want you to feel like you're wasting mine so mm-hmm. I want you to make sure that you qualify for that. And if I can get on the call with you and I can help you, then you qualify. If you don't qualify, we'll send you an email and let you know you don't. And we'll send you a free gift as a thank you for applying anyway. But yeah, I don't take everyone on those calls. So if you are interested in working with me, don't judge yourself. Don't think, don't try to pre-qualify yourself because you may not know if you qualify or not. Mm-hmm. Just apply, see if you qualify for this free call. And then what you do is you get to walk away with a free expansion plan. You walk away with that plan. Whether or not we decide to work together or not, mm-hmm. you have that plan of action to expand into your next level. And this call usually goes for about an hour long. So this is why I don't do a lot of these because it's like really intense. Yeah. Um, but it's really beneficial. People who have the call with me are always like mind blown. So if you want one of those complimentary calls, go ahead and book one of those calls. Super excited to chat with you. Awesome. Love it. Where can we find your book? Sure. Uh, you can find it on Amazon. It's called Becoming a, a, a Close Her. 
Um, Amazon.com, just search Gabrielle Leonard and you'll see all of the book products that I have on there. This one is the book specifically about attracting and closing high-end private clients and contracts. Mm. Okay. Is there anything else that you wanted to share that you didn't get a chance to? One of the things I love doing is giving back and just sharing my thought process because I know when I was praying to God that I had a breakthrough in my life and my business, I wish someone would kind of share the behind the scenes and thought processes of what it took for them to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and from a different perspective, right? I have different perspectives. Clearly you can see I don't believe in hustle. I don't believe in being bus- busy. <laughs> I have different perspective and I want you to know that it's, it's possible to have what you desire without being burned out. So this is the last question that I ask every guest. What does being pretty AF mean to you? It means showing up powerfully. It means owning your power. It means being okay with not being liked by everyone. It means being beautiful inside and out. And it means showing up in a way that makes your future self proud of you Mm -hmm. and thankful for you. Oh my gosh, that was an incredible episode. Thank you so much, Gabrielle, for joining me and sharing all those incredible tips. If you haven't done so yet, be sure to check out the show notes, see if you qualify for that free call with her, and be sure to check out her book and her on social media. Thank you so much for listening to the Pretty AF podcast, and I will see you on next week's solo episode. Thank you for taking this time for yourself to get one step closer to a life you love. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to me if you left me a review on iTunes or whatever you're listening on. Tell me what you want to hear more of or your favorite parts of the episode. Until next time, I'm Ozzy Maslow. Lots of love. And don't forget, you're pretty AF.